0: Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is zen as fuck. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, and today I spoke to David Yard, graphic designer and business owner who spent some time in the corporate world before realizing... He'd rather have his own business. He brings up a good point that while many people see the corporate world as more stable, it's often the other way around, at least for creatives, because your fate is in someone's hands, uh, and often there, there are way too many hands. He works with his wife now, so we spoke a bit about that dynamic, as well as taking time to be healthy and not overworking yourself. There's been lots of great insight from David, and uh, you can find his work at sevenality.com. And don't forget, if you guys want to be on the show, send me a call in on Anchor, or you hit me up at rival my design, and we can talk about that. That'd be really fad, R- really fad, fad, really rad. Why? Why? Uh, what? I don't. Anyway, C note out. Welcome to the show, David Yard. Drums, please. <laughs>
1: The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on OutKicks Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction, to each playoff weekend. So, Chad, which quarterback is sent to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Gotta be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time, right I now. think so. Yeah, it's it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP, going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week to week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen your podcast NFL and more covering your favorite teams outkicks hot mic with Hutton and Withrow
0: All right, David Yard, welcome to the show. Howdy, how's it going? Good, good, good. Excited to have you on. Excited to have a fellow designer on because uh, I've had a couple on and it's always a good conversation.
1: (laughs) I do like running into fellow creatives and designers. Like, I don't know, something about our conversations are interesting. Like, they just go really, really far really quickly.
0: Yeah, we connect on a certain level already. So um, without... uh, um, diving too much into assumptions um let's uh give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself what you do um you know a little bit about, about your backstory anything interesting you'd like to talk about
1: sure so i guess we can start with now and then work our way back a little bit sure like a cliff note style
2: mm-hmm. so
1: currently i'm one half of sevenalities leadership um which is a branding and design firm here in the orlando florida area and we pretty much handle everything from your ideation all the way through to your experiences, whether they're online or offline, mm-hmm. uh, that need a visual and, of course, now audio component that blends into the user experience of the brand. Right. Before all of that, um, I started out as a graphic designer and then discovered that programming is awesome and I can make <laughs> all the things I design interactive. Cool. Uh, and then from there, I ended up into user experience architecture, which was very, very different from everything else that I had done up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, after a while, it was just kind of like, is this everything that I'm going to accomplish or do uh, in the corporate world where I was? There was a lot of, I guess, glass ceilings.
2: Mm-hmm. Where
1: you know, I'd have conversations with you know my supervisors, and they would say, yeah. You know, your work is awesome, all these good things. And then when you ask, oh, you know, can I get a title change or, you know, uh, what is it, a raise?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, You know, we we have to think about that part. And you just kind of like, but that's what I'm already doing. Um, So there was a lot of things and, you know, touching on like all things that affect creatives. uh, It just kind of felt like I wasn't going anywhere. Right. And one year uh got let go on my birthday, and my supervisor then was just kind of like it's just business and I looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, you know you're right it it is just business right um but then I realized a little bit more that you know these choices that a lot of companies make when they're you know dealing with their creative teams or anyone that is a an employee." Um, has a huge impact on kind of like their mental health, their emotional health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even your creative abilities afterwards, where you just kind of feel like, well, that was cool. I kind of gave it my all. So um, maybe it's not good enough.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's
1: a lot to kind of unpack during the transition into, you know, working for myself all the time. Uh, but a lot of that, I would say, thankfully, over the years has been made a lot easier due to the people around me.
0: Yeah. People adjustments are huge, especially for creatives. Uh, Cause you kind of, you go to school, you go into, you know, in your situation and similar to mine, you go into a corporate setting or some situation similar and you kind of find that they, the, the corporate hierarchy kind of eats away at you. Sometimes you have to go through multiple reviews and deal with multiple people um, who don't quite understand your decision-making. It becomes very, uh, frustrating and difficult to kind of get your creative juices out there in a way that feels healthy uh you know it it really affects your self-esteem i find more than anything
1: Mm. that's an excellent point and i feel like it's a weird thing where you have non-creative people managing creative people yes Uh, and it's like it's the equivalent of trying to say okay you know i speak english Mm-hmm. Um, and someone over there speaks, like, French, I'm going to manage a French speaker and not know an ounce of French. Right. <laughs> uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. And, you know, those are the things that we do run into quite a bit. But I'm always fascinated by, you know, the creatives that stick it through, that find a way to navigate the, you know, political ladders within the corporate environment. Right. Uh, because it's never easy. But it, after a while, you kind of find a way to make it fun, which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard uh, because some people are, like you said, kind of naturally good at working through the corporate structure or working through the corporate ladder, but some people just want to design things. They just want to create things and be recognized, get raises, and uh, maybe move up in terms of title every once in a while. But for the most part, I think a lot of creatives it's interesting there are different types of creatives like you explained that you know you went into programming and i kind of started it out that way not with programming but with um html and css and stuff like that um right. just website building you know back in 1998 or 99 or something like that and the good, days. The good old days <laughs> yeah when you get, yeah right when you just steal someone's code and put your own visuals <laughs> um uh I used to do that with Dragon Ball Z websites. That's how I pretty much got started. (laughs) So I would just, uh, I would take um, just the the source code and put it into uh, Notepad, um, spit it out into an HTML file. And then I'd learn Photoshop 7, download a bunch of Dragon Ball Z images and like learn how to put them all together (laughs) and cut them out. A lot of just, a lot of destructive design going on <laughs> but uh, uh
1: it was i mean i kind of missed those days i'll be honest with you right yeah like, things were very straightforward like even programming now you have to set up so many different environments just to get things you know properly optimized and all right. that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in those days i mean once we had an idea for a layout there was mm-hmm. One screen size that you're designing for? Yep, 1024
0: Um, by 768.
1: Yep. You'd always see little sites that had that message at the bottom. That's like, this site is best viewed in a resolution of. And I'm like, oh, that was that was pretty cool. Right. (laughs) But then I do feel like it didn't really give us the full ability to tap into our creativity. Right. Um, and so I don't know. It's a, it's kind of like a catch twenty two there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. There, it was a bit of a wild west back in the day, which I I feel really. I think I think you can probably agree with me that I feel pretty honored to have grown up within that. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely, you know, we were we were pushing the boundaries and the frontier of like what we could do with um, with web design and graphic design online. Uh, because it was new. It was a new experience. Everybody was playing with like GIFs and MySpace and GeoCities mm-hmm. websites and Homestead. And and you uh, could just create all sorts of madness and figure out what's working. Like there was no, you know, today there's there's more rules as to what connects with people. You know, it's like right, right. you have to create a blog that looks like this and is formatted like this. It can't be too wide. It can't be too short. And it's, it's good that we have those rules now, but at the same time, you know, back in the day, it was just kind of fun to figure it out and feel like there was no rules. It's, it's pretty rad.
1: It's true. It was, uh, I don't know. I like the experimentation of it. I yeah. think time to time I'll try to go back and like, just fiddle with something, figure it out, like go back to those days where it was really destructive of, you know, trial and error learning. Hmm. Uh, Because nowadays, like, you can get easily lost in the semantics of, oh, you know, this isn't properly responsive, or that thing isn't, you know, working this way, and, you know, content needs to be better, or whatever, and you really, really lose that, I don't know, creative drive, where now you're just doing things from a very clinical point of view.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, you got to play it, you you, got to figure out, you know, kind of what the rules are these days, and figure out how you can push those boundaries It's just getting a little bit harder to push those boundaries. But, uh, there's always a way, you know, design like at its core doesn't change, but the framework changes. And, uh, I think it's up for us, up to us as designers, especially experienced designers at this point to find ways to push those boundaries and, and do that personally as well with growth. And it sounds like you did that when you started to learn how to do programming. So can you kind of tell me a little bit about how you got started with that and um, was it like just did you accidentally come across it and realize it was rad
1: uh so it's kind of a mixture of both right mm-hmm. so i s- actually started out just going to what was it css I think i right. think it, was
0: yeah uh-huh
1: and i was in love with the fact that these were beautiful layouts mm-hmm. and i started looking at like view source and i was like oh so you mean if I change like this thing, this alters this over here? Um, and I remember at the time we were using, cause like Chrome wasn't even fully out yet. So it was like okay. Firebug for like Firefox, which was like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. cause no one wanted to touch Internet Explorer with like a 10 foot pole. <laughs> they still <And> don't. <laughs> so, man, it's funny. Cause like the jokes were like, oh, we have Internet Explorer to download Firefox. And then it was like, oh, now we have Firefox to download Chrome. Right. <laughs> um, but it was just one of those where I found being able to take the things that I was designing and actually make them functional or useful. Um, and then I dis- the part that I discovered was that in doing that, I could solve a problem. Right. And so working through that, I would like build out my own layouts. Uh, eventually got into the whole like MySpace thing and selling layouts to resource site owners um, but that enabled me to kind of figure it out and marry those two worlds together. Mm-hmm. And then once I started working for, I think it was an ad agency probably a few years later, it really pushed the limits of what I was like, Oh, this stuff is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I can do, you know, timed animations. I can do, you know, all sorts of like things to pull in imagery together. Right. Uh, and then the little things, right? Like I had a uh, creative director was very very anal about like the little details like hover states mm-hmm. and it wasn't until he like completed a project and he was like okay i want you to not apply these until like the very end and everything else went into the site and we're sitting there and he's like okay now hover over the links how does it feel and now was kind of like kind of jumpy it's like exactly and then we add, like, these really nice hover states where, you know, it gives whatever effect to it. And it brought the whole design together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I see what you <laughs> <doing here." laughs> Right. Uh, and so it was just kind of like that continual falling in love with, oh, I could do this design. Well, what can I do with it in code? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that dance went for a really, really long time. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't like the best of dances all the time. Right. Um, there were things where I didn't adhere to eating properly and ending up in the hospital mm-hmm. or, you know, burning myself out and just saying, you know what, if it takes me two years to get a review mm-hmm. and I was promised one like six months in and this is like the third job this has happened, right, then, you know, what am I really doing? Right. And so, and those are the scenarios that kept playing out. And after a while, uh, it reminded me that I wanted to be my own business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily for the sake of just living a carefree life, but removing that ceiling, I guess you could say. Or mm-hmm. if at the end of the day, the only thing that was really in my way was me, then I'm okay with that. Right. that be you really can't control other people. Um, you really can't you know, deal with their thoughts or when they feel is at the right time because they also have their own agenda and what they're trying to accomplish. Right. And so, you know, there are little, little things like that. But I think the best things that I've learned are, you know, collaboration. Um, Leadership doesn't require a title. Uh, It's okay to say no.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think a lot of creatives have a fear of saying no to their superiors because they feel like they may get fired. Right. Right. and a lot of times you just have to say no with the explanation of why. Um, and so, yeah, there was just a lot of those things going on that just was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Um, this kind of seems to be the best route. So while working full time, we're also working on like what seven is now.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that helped when I got let go because it's more of a thing where it's like, all right, guys, I am now full time available to take on all these projects and uh let's go and so you know i think a lot of creatives should have some sort of a side hustle yeah it's you know something that you can uh, if your day is garbage and you're stressed out you can kind of say here's my own thing that i can work on Mm -hmm. uh, and i'm gonna do it right and i can you know do the things that may be held back due to budget or timing or even small-mindedness so yeah
0: Yeah, just it's interesting all of that you basically dove into with uh, the corporate versus, you know, kind of the freelance or or having your own business world where I think I think it's um, people really thrive in the corporate structure when they they love or they want certainty in their lives. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're a little bit more comfortable with uncertainty, like you're you're comfortable saying no, because you're not scared to lose your job.
1: I mean, it's, it's one of those things. And I think it may have something to do with like i't know growing up being a Jamaican, you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're not really the types to take disrespect from other people. Right. Um, it doesn't really bode well when, you know, you see the right way and someone's trying to shove you down the wrong one. Right. Um, and so for me, like, there wasn't anything really wrong with the corporate world. Like I enjoyed a lot of the colleagues that I worked with, a lot of the projects that I worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, it just came down to when it was like, who was in the right seat or who was in the seat on the bus. Right. So I think it was mm-hmm. Jim uh, wrote good to great. Um, and he was basically saying, you know, you have to have the right people in the right places on the bus. Mm-hmm. And A lot of times it would come down to where I'm way more qualified than who I was working under. Right. But the only difference is this is, you know, the company owners or whoever's friend that they're not going to, you know, step on their toes with. Right. And that became very difficult because if you want to progress in life, you kinda of have to have those difficult conversations. Right. You have to you know be willing to say, Hey, you know, maybe you aren't the best fit for this thing, or maybe you should do this thing over here. And I think in the entire career, there's only one person when I sat down for an interview with them. And I remember he was looking over my resume and he goes, hmm, you're going to start a business soon, aren't you? And I was <laughs> like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, it's a goal of mine, but, you know, how'd you gather? Right. Like, well, I was just looking at your, you know, resume and you just learn a lot of things. Like, it's not all over the place. You mm-hmm. just, you know build up that experience. And I was like, yeah, you know, eventually I want to be like an agency owner and, you know, do my own thing and, you know, be able to help people in this form and focus on branding since there are more advertising or web development shops here. um, Really wanted to provide a way to help people from the start of their brand idea all the way out to when they're onboarding, you know, whether it's users and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I found branding to kind of yield to that. And going into i guess that that question on you know being more risk averse Mm -hmm. i feel i feel free when there's you know lots of uncertainty going on because it's like okay i can do this i could do that i have options right Mm -hmm. um versus if i'm let's say you know classic example in one particular job you know we're six months past like the last six months that I asked for reviews sort or of, whatever we like a year and a half into this now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, boss or supervisor keeps putting it off and I start to feel trapped. Right. Like there's the uncertainty that builds up from that where it's like, what's going to happen? Like, do I have a job? Like, Oh, I'm not getting, you know, projects internally. Like, you know, what's the deal And like, no one's communicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I find that situation to be a lot more uh, uncertain because you're relying on someone else to give you a paycheck.
2: That makes Uh, sense.
1: And if one day they decide that, oh, you know, uh, you as a line item doesn't fit into everything else anymore, they're going to find a way to eliminate that and bring in a much lower line item to increase their profit margin. Right. Um, And it's really interesting because I think what a lot of creatives don't realize when they're working for a corporate, you know, entity is that there's a certain hourly rate that the client is being charged based on your behalf. And you're getting probably a fourth of that in Mm -hmm. most cases. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's really, really savage of a situation where you're putting in all this work. Um, You may be doing two or three positions rolled into one Um, and barely getting paid for that one and so you burn out you're trying to manage and mitigate everything you're getting side jobs and you're really diluting your effectiveness as a creative I feel Mm -hmm. Uh, just because you can't really operate on that level that you know you can um, or experience has kind of been driving you towards because Mm -hmm. it may not fit into the business objective or it may you know outshine this person's friend and so you know, all those different things go into it. And after a while, I was like, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable, like not being under someone else's decision of what's going to happen to me today. Right. Uh, and I'd much rather say, or take the risk and say, all right, well, let's line up some clients and, you know, do this each and every month.
0: Yeah. So, so at that point, it kind of naturally leads us to, When did you decide this was the time that I needed to get this going and how did you go about it? Did you find someone to work with or did you start out out on your own, have some clients lined up? Um, What was that process like for you?
1: So I think I got really lucky in life. Um, So when we started Sevenality, it was back in 2009. So we entered a job force the year prior Mm-hmm. which was a crappy time because that was the like basically bottoming out of the economy. Right. Um, and so it was really, really cool to see here's how design can affect change, can differentiate, can, you know, drive results to the bottom line. And so it wasn't really until probably three years ago when I actually did get let go on my birthday that it was like, all right, I'm doing this full time. Mm-hmm. But before then really and truly it was me and my wife right so we started it we're both working on things you know working our day job coming home working on this um my wife left and joined came in full-time about i would say two or three years before i did okay Um, and so it was really more like okay can it support both of us and Mm. and you know that's when we make the move Um, If it can support one of us, then, you know, that one person is going to go and do everything full time and then, you know, the other person comes in. And I would say also the benefit is we focused a lot on building up relationships prior to, you know, being full time. So a lot of our friends run complementary services like search engine optimization, uh, content writing, um, Mm -hmm. videography, all the things that make it really fun for a project to be successful. Right. And so it was really, really easy, I guess you could say, because we had those things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was more of a matter of really just going ham at it, right? Right. Uh, and here's what we need to do. Here's our goals. You know, here's what ideally we'd like to be doing each month. Here's our ideal clients that we'd like to be working with. Um, and yeah, just going through that process, iterating if anything, you know, doesn't fully work if the environment or landscape changes and we need to adapt to that. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those where looking back, it's kind of hard to believe, especially now what's unfolding. Mm -hmm. uh, It's just like, wow, you know, all we were doing was just kind of focus on doing this one thing, doing it right and not having to spend three plus hours in meetings over buttons like we were doing in the corporate days. And so little things like those, We tried to optimize through our own processes and it became a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I think the hard part though, is when you're working with your spouse all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, you really, really have to uh, balance out things and say, all right, we're talking about business between this hour and this hour. Uh, (laughs) Everything else is, you know, us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's always a very interesting dance. It's always, you're learning something new. You're just kind of like, Oh, I could be better at this thing. Um, so you just keep pushing yourself because why not?
0: Yeah. You just, you seem like you've been very forward thinking and have a level head and know what is going on internally within you, like within, um, you know what environments you appreciate, what types of people you appreciate, what's working for you, and um, able to see that the corporate environment was not working and wanted to do something different. Um, uh, and and really the the most interesting part, and you used to kind of started leaking into it a little bit, was the husband and wife uh, uh, aspect. You know, partnership, working together. Um, how do you feel you guys are effective? Uh, in that is it good communication um or just are you guys in the same wavelength with a lot of things or are you more complementary of each other's skill sets
1: so i would say when it comes down like communication is key right Mm -hmm. um even more so when you're working with your spouse Mm -hmm. because it's easy for us to jump to conclusions right Like, if you ever notice when you're working with another creative and you're like, oh, why would you do this thing? And you just kind of assume that they know as much as you do or anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to, like, working with your spouse, like, we're pretty evenly matched when it comes to uh, skill sets. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm not as great in a lot of things, especially when it comes to, you know, having that emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. because I'm a dude. Right. Like right, right. we just not blessed with that really, really well. We have to yeah. learn it. We have to practice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that is like the biggest thing that I've learned to appreciate more is to like be a little bit more empathetic and the days when I'm not, or if I wake up and I'm a little bit more like angry about something, whether it's like client email or, you know, we bent over backwards for a client and they're still like, Oh, you haven't done enough. And I'm like, but you haven't even paid for this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, those things will really, really tip you off your game sometimes. Mm -hmm. Where you're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm doing this. Yes, this is my dream, but is this really worth it? And then you kind of look at, okay, does this person actually match my ideal client, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you touched on this a little bit earlier where, you know, I haven't always really been this level-headed.
2: Right.
1: And I think, and I hear this a lot, though. So (laughs) it's crazy because internally... Um, as an introvert, there's chaos, uh-huh. right. Right? right? Like it's wildly shifting, you know, like I can be super, super excited about something. And on the outside, it looks like I'm not excited at all. Right. Um, and I'll never forget, there's one creative director that we went through the interview and, you know, the lead development guy was like, oh yeah, are you excited? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, but you don't seem excited. And the creative <laughs> director was like, no, I can tell he's excited. I feel the energy. And so mm-hmm. I, I learned then that it was a lot more about kind of trusting that gut level energy that was happening. So if I walked into a situation and I realized that, oh, you know, eh, something doesn't feel right here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start asking questions about, you know, the process. I'm going to start asking if there's a problem that it, the, evolves out of that. I'm going to say, well, how did we get here? You know, all those kind of things. hmm um, but then when you come and you're working with your spouse, the problem is going to originate from one of two places. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my case, most times the problem originates from me. Right. Uh, it comes down to maybe I've been too into my head where I didn't communicate something, or I thought that I shared all these details. Right. But I was only just having a conversation and working, you know, it through with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, things get hectic. You forget, you know, Couple of days later, you're like, oh, hey, you know, we're reconnecting on things. Yeah, I thought I told you this. Yeah, no, no, you didn't at all. <laughs> um, like, well, we were sitting right here, and I remember you're like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so I would say, you know, definitely key takeaways, regardless of you're working with your spouse or just like a friend or whatever partner you're working with, mm-hmm. um, communicate like communicate to the point where it feels like you're over-communicating sometimes. If you don't really know what you have shared, Um, Mm -hmm. you may be looking at, especially things from like a tactical or strategy side, a lot different than the person who's just looking at it from like, here's stuff that we really just need to do and get done. Um, So that would be the biggest thing. And then I guess the next is just own your strengths, right? Um, So a lot of times I would feel that I'm getting distracted because I want to do too many creative things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a problem for a while because it's like, all right, if we're pitching clients, I need to be sure of what it is that I'm going to be working on each and every day. Right. And so, you know, after a while, it came to a point where I was like, okay, you know, maybe our positions need to evolve where, you know, we're delegating more, we're dealing with things in a little bit more strategic manner you know, maybe I need to go into the creative direction of everything where I get to look at all the pieces and not get weighed down with just being a programmer or a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, little things like those, like aiming and playing to your strengths. Um, do I still program? Yes. Do I still design? Yes. But what is the core goal of what we do with our clients when I step in? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the problem and what are the creative resources and direction that we can take to get there? And so that has been really, really helpful. Um, and I think the last thing really would be taking care of yourself, right?
2: Mm-hmm. If you don't
1: take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of your spouse. and You're not going to be able to take care of your business. And if you have a family, you're not going to be able to take care of them either. Mm-hmm. So That, I would say, is like the last key to all of it.
0: Yeah, and that makes perfect sense because you said at some point you were pushing yourself too hard, especially um, I can relate to that with my early days of uh, of, of doing HTML and stuff. Uh, I, I pulled away from web design in that sense because it was just, I felt like it was a game of trying to chase that that endorphin rush (laughs) that that dopamine hit of like getting something to work and if it didn't work you were up until 6 a.m trying to get it to work because you just couldn't let it go or at least for me i couldn't let it go and it's it's very unhealthy
1: (laughs) and you know that's the thing that i feel has burned out a lot of really good developers Mm -hmm. right because you have these tight deadlines and let's say the project manager is only looking at it like, Oh, these items look easy. We're going to go through and just, you know, schedule all of these in this sprint. Right. And then you get into it and you're like, Whoa, you allotted four hours for this, this by minimum is going to take 12. Right. And they're like, Oh, well, all we have is four. the client already signed off on this thing. You have to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, And then now you find yourself taking work home, trying to get things done, you know, to not impact the budget and Mm -hmm. all of this jazz. The company wins. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But do you win? You're burning yourself out. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating on time. You're not resting properly. Um, You're probably downing tons of coffee and energy drinks. So, you know, your body's going through all these wild ups and downs. And when you finally do rest and your body's like, oh, rest, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, I thought like after the first time I would have learned I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it actually it took me about three times. Right. Uh, going into the hospital and being like, all right, you know, um, maybe this really just isn't going to work. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have limits, you have things that are going to come up and happen. You never know, you know, if you're going to go out and get food poisoning somewhere.
2: Right. Um,
1: there's a lot of unknown variables. Now, This isn't to say that you're going to live your life and be in a bubble, but you're going to be smart about it. Right. You're mm-hmm. going to give yourself room within your projects to be like, okay, you know, based on this last time, it took us three weeks and, you know, the client took an extra week of communication to really get stuff done. So let's safely say things are going to take between four and six weeks, right? Right. You come in under, perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are things that, you know, you kind of learn as you go along, Um also getting a mentor or coach is pretty helpful where they can help you through a lot of the things that you're probably going to try and learn on your own. Right. Um, and so, I mean, even if you don't have access to one right near you go on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have people like John Maida, you have Chris Doe, you have all these amazing designers, right? Um, even Roberto Blake that does like a lot of creative stuff on YouTube. Like these people have been through stuff, study their body of work, mm-hmm. study, you know, the recommendations that they give, test it out for yourself, right? Don't just take it at face value, right? Um, find what works for you and then own it. And then from there, build on top of it. And so it really, really comes down to, you know, I think how I got to being level-headed to most people, Mm -hmm. Is the fact that I just keep a bigger picture in mind. Like, this is what I ultimately want to accomplish. Right. Yes, there are going to be, you know, slowdowns. There are going to be roadblocks. I'm going to be firm in my goal, but I'm going to be flexible in the execution getting there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that has been really, really helpful, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's huge. It seems like a lot of us have to go through those difficult times, hospital or not, uh, pushing too hard to realize that, you know, as we learn skills and we start to develop uh, ways to do things more efficiently or really take a sense of ownership over our lives and our time, then we can better adjust, you know, what we're doing to those things and, and uh, uh, allow ourselves the, the room to, to create and be healthy and be a person because we kind of forget that we're people and we need to take oh, care sorry. of ourselves. Oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy um, so uh, one last question because we only have a few minutes left here um, uh, what, kinds of, uh, what kind of clients are you working with these days um, what, um, what really piques your interest
1: Ooh. Uh, so really and truly the clients that pique our interest and that we've been working with are those that uh, what is the easiest way to explain this alright so industry wise I guess we can start there Mm -hmm. So a lot of things across like, you know, education, uh, any service related business. So we've had like a few cleaning companies and, you know, all those other things that go into that. Um, What else have we had? Fitness. It's really a wild range. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year, we did quite a bit with like a couple of mental health um, nonprofits. Okay. Uh, And then others that provide like lending to, you know, minorities and things of that nature. So I'd say the common thread between all of them is that they want to solve a problem passionately and creatively, Mm -hmm. And they, you know, it doesn't matter. We service pretty much small businesses, medium, and you know, your enterprise, you have something for everybody. Uh, But it's really about what is a problem that you want to solve. Um, And then taking a look at that and breaking it down putting together a roadmap and, you know, recommendations, and then, you know, pricing works, then we move forward on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that has been really like the thing I enjoy, because let's say last week, you know, one of the things that we were working on was kind of just doing like simple audits for, you know, other companies and figuring out where are they struggling with, Right. And then we have our own clients that will come back to us that, you know, will also say, hey, you know, you guys assembled all this stuff for us and we're using it. Um, you know, they may have little questions or they may want to push it even further and they need our help to get that there. Right. Or, you know, they're rolling out an initiative. Um, they want to be a lot more uh, forefront with it. Um, and actually one that we launched this week was like a throat spray, like all natural throat spray. Mm-hmm. And that it was through a partnership that we have um and so we we're just providing kind of like tech support because since we have a lot of overlap sometimes with our client or our partners really um if they have too much on their workload and we have extra time we'll offer it up to them so they can like feel a lot less stressed and this is one of those situations and the client actually was like hey you know do you guys maximize the full capabilities of your your partnership Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, what's up? And he was like, you know, you guys have done an amazing job working together. Um, I want you to think about how we can take this to another level. Right. Um, and I was just kind of like, whoa, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And so, I mean, it's little things like that, like the clients that are open to recommendations. They're like, yeah, you know, we wrote this copy, but we know it's not that great. You know, do you have someone on your team that could review this for us? Right. you know, many times they'll just simply say, yeah, you know, do this and send us the invoice for it because they know it's an investment into getting things better, optimizing, really telling the story and connecting with their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps that they've had uh, the experience of going through that in the past to know that, okay, this is something that we have an op- as an option now. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed those. I think a lot of the partnerships that we've made, um, especially this year, we're going into the augmented reality, virtual reality space to see what we can do there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just really, really amazing. The more you connect, the more like you unify with people who want to solve similar problems, is the more you find that if you just pool your resources together, you can actually solve them.
0: Yeah, and, and all of that's fantastic, and I think that's something that we can dive into a little bit more uh, in a follow up in the future. I think it would be a lot of fun to really see uh, where things are at, where you're going. You know, we can check in in a few months or something and uh, see what new stuff is is on the horizon. I'd love to really talk about a couple different topics with you, like design trends, um, how you guys implement those things, or if you're experimenting with things, stuff like that. Um, but we do have to kind of start to wind down. So um, with that in mind, um, where can people find some of uh, examples of your work and um, where can they get in touch with you?
1: Sure. So if you want to check out like my personal portfolio, that's at davidyard.com. And Yard is spelled with an E at the end. So Y-A-R-D-E. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those weird people. Um, or you can find me pretty <laughs> much on most social media platforms. That have like a username with DSMY, Mm -hmm. Uh, so DSMY, and then Facebook, my name, YouTube, my name, um, and then of course our company site, Sevenality. So it's S E V E N A L I T Y dot com. Due for an update, but definitely has quite a few of the projects that we've been excited to work on. Cool. Uh, things that we're getting ready to kind of gear up and do some slides from like our past talk presentations, whether it's like WordCamp, New York or whatever. So yeah, quite a bit of uh, resources that people can kind of poke through and then lots more to come over the next couple months as well.
0: And you've been doing a lot of uh, Facebook lives lately too, like morning shows for like mindset stuff too, right?
1: Yes, actually uh, due to do one this morning.
0: Right cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, once, uh, uh, once you hear that, go check out his profile and all of his, uh, channels and whatnot. And I'm definitely going to go do that. And then we can come up with some ideas of what to talk about in the future. Cause I think we should follow up with this. Uh, this is only really just getting started and, um, you know, kind of covering the basics. And, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this, uh, stuff, your, your journey and, um, stuff with your relationship and, uh, building this business and mindset and all that stuff. This has been really great. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, appreciate you, uh, having me on, man.
0: Awesome. Well, with that, um, thanks guys for listening and thank you, David, for being on and, uh, we'll catch you guys next time hey you beautiful human thanks for listening to dopamine i really appreciate it if you thought this was a dope show then you should wait until next week but also while you wait you should go to itunes and stitcher and leave a positive review positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank otherwise you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi my name is christian.com to get the latest updates i'll catch you later baby i'm a fiend i'm
1: a fiend oh you know you got me going off your dopamine all i really need all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, hoo purple flowers,
2: candy showers, the yeah. air. You, dance for hours as I watch from
1: overhead. It's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine.